both of these gentlemen join us on the Centerpoint Energy Home Services Plus Hotline. DJ Tice and John Rash from the Star Tribune playing politics. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. John, I will start with you in this uh, continued debate on the president, the task force, and what role the media should play, especially the electronic media, in covering these press conferences. I've talked about this multiple times. Very curious to hear from you two gentlemen. My personal view is that absolutely the electronic media should carry these press conferences. I understand at certain points they might, may not carry them 100%. Uh, I'm very well aware. I've been very pointed in my criticism at times during Donald Trump's uh, entree to politics from the campaign and now here, including at times his flat-out lying or misleading information. He still is the president during a pandemic. You still have other authorities. And I still believe it's incumbent upon those particular media outlets to point out where they think the president is providing misleading information. Then it's up to the consumers to decide how much credibility they want to affix to it. What do you think about that debate that's been taking place for a while, John? The United Nations today said that the pandemic is the greatest threat to the world and the biggest crisis war, too. And so when the president of the United States who not just not only lead his nation, but is no matter who it is, a world leader speaks about such a challenge. I certainly think that it should be carried, particularly by the cable news networks. And I think the idea would be that pointed questions are asked appropriately and responsibly, such as you know, Michelle Cinder for PBS NewsHour just did the other day, much to President Trump's ire, mm. but she continued to ask politely and press for answers, and that those at the networks that are covering them, if they think that something has been said erroneously, that they point that out with graphics on the screen to be able to rectify the record in real time so people understand that what they just heard was misinformation. And so I think that it should be covered. And finally, those networks that might consider not covering them because of the perceived veracity of the president's statements are the, those that are most likely to ask these appropriate questions for the American public and to correct the record on screen. If it's left solely up to supportive media, Fox News and others, they'll be less likely to do that. And some of the errors might become even more egregious. So I certainly think that they should continue to cover them. DJ, what do you think? Well, yes, I agree 100 uh, percent. You know, he is the uh, he is the president. While, of course, there's a discretion to be applied when he's having these rallies, you know, which get a, uh, an inordinate amount of uh, airtime in certain places when he's acting in this official capacity. Uh, with members of the task force, with, uh, you know, the government's top scientists and so on, and announcing and discussing uh, official policy on a critical matter like this. I don't think there's any question they should be covered. You know, as for the nature of the questioning, you know, people are going to have different views of this. I mean, he does get a lot of aggressive uh, kind of gotcha questioning. 
which certainly enrages him and you know his uh, acolytes, his uh, admirers. Uh, other people are going to have a different reaction, but that's you know that's uh, life in the big leagues, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know that that doesn't change the fact that uh, he needs to expose himself to those questions and and they need to be asked. But I think for networks to take it upon themselves to not cover the president of the United States at a time like this, announcing official policy on a life and death issue of this kind is really abandoning the uh, proper impartial role of the media in a, well, in in yet another uh, new way. I think we've gone a long way down that road already, but that would be going too far. I mean, DJ, uh, obviously yesterday was a, a remarkably somber and and beyond staggering press conference when, yes, the data was already out there, but when you're seeing the commander-in-chief, when you're seeing the president say that his people, Fauci, Burks, and others, are saying if we get through the next three, four, five months and only 100,000 American more die that we will have survived this in a better position than we could be. Tell me the example where one of the networks doesn't want to be carrying that information. And again, I am one who's called out the president often, but you're telling me that you're going to be picked network A, B, or C, and we don't know where this story is going. We don't know from day to day what exactly new, um, remarkably, revelatory information might be shared, and you're then going to go to it five, six minutes later after the president that it has said that, I think that would be a complete mistake. Well, I agree. And the only reason for it is that that network has decided to set itself against that president uh, and prevent him really from performing the function of his office, yep. which is to speak to the American people about uh, things of this kind, because they've decided that he should not, that they shouldn't take the risk of conferring any benefit to him uh, by allowing him to, be, you know, be the chief executive of yes. the uh, of the federal government. Uh, they're probably right that there is a political benefit to him. Most presidents see their popularity sure. increase in times of crisis, and that seems to be what the polls are showing here. Uh, but that's that's no way to base. Uh, a news judge. No. Well, I'll give an example of this too, John, where I, I think the media should call the president out. And I really think it should have been called out even more yesterday when the president said four or five times that there are a lot of people saying that we should just ride this out. We should ride out the COVID-19 pandemic and that his administration stepped in. I'd like to know one accredited top level medical official who said ride it out let's just be blunt on this the president for weeks and weeks was downplaying some of this and i think a very fair assessment at least i'm offering up that a lot of this was driven by a political calculus so when the president is trying to give himself credit for saying he was defying others who said he's riding out. To me, John, that's a straw man argument. Now, maybe some of the acolytes were following the words of the president, 
But what other top medical officials were saying, let's just ride this out? That just isn't true. Well, I think it points out the value of covering these events and of appropriate but aggressive questioning, because I think that would have been a clear question had he been able to take it or willing to take it where people could ask if the two doctors up there ever thought that that was an appropriate stance to take to the pandemic. And if so, if not, who else, as you mentioned, in the medical community with the credentials that those two individuals have would have suggested that. And we all know there probably indeed were voices, political as well as economic, who thought that he should do that. And he also could have been pressed on who those individuals were, because I think it shows who has sway within this administration. And those are legitimate questions of any president. And there have been incredible inconsistencies in terms of the president's response. He has greatly evolved on this issue. And I, for one, think that it's more appropriate that he was up there, that he had a more honest reckoning and was more sober and somber about what we really face here as a nation and as a world. And so if he's gotten to the right place, however late, that's a better place for the country. And everyone wants the president to succeed in a situation like this, because the alternative is an even greater catastrophe than the nation already faces at this point. But at the same time, any president during a crisis should be questioned. That's the nature of our system. And throughout our history, presidents have been questioned at times of war or economic calamity like the Great Depression and the Great Recession. Certainly a whole lot of questions came towards President Obama in 2008-2009 when the country faced incredible challenges economically as well. So I think that that's the role of the press and a cornerstone of our democracy. And it's healthy because hopefully it ultimately gets leaders to the right place and to the right decisions. The chief executive officer of the state of Minnesota, Governor Walls, he's going to speak. His teleconference is at 2 o'clock. That's coming up in moments. We'll come back with playing politics, and then we'll finish up with that. And then you'll hear Governor Walls right here on CCO. Continuing playing politics, uh, DJ Tice, John Rash from the Star Tribune Editorial Board, Chad Hartman here from uh, WCC Radio. DJ, I'll start with you. The president, rightfully so, has an enormous platform um, during the pandemic, and we're right in the heart of an election season. We are at a point where Joe Biden had seized control, that Bernie Sanders had not dropped out, but it appeared the math was impossible, and it was not a matter of if, it was a matter of when that Joe Biden would be the nominee, and he would have months and months to make his case against Donald Trump. Certainly the president would have his case that, among other things, he would have his convention. Think about a convention when you're trying to unseat the incumbent, and it's it's the buildup, it's the entire week, it's the life story, it's the lauding, it's the hundreds of people saying how great this candidate is. Even Joe Biden today saying he doesn't see a scenario where the uh, Democrats will have their debate. Donald Trump, just a couple days ago, the president said, absolutely, the debate will happen. We'll wait and see if it does. When Biden DJ has appeared recently, I think he's looked feeble. I think he struggled. 
what is he going to need to do to show his gravitas during this incredibly challenging situation when he's trying to find a place? He's not the governor of New York. He's not the Speaker of the House. But he's still trying to make the case that he should be the next president. Yeah. Well, uh, real quickly, I want to back up one second just to the whole question of whether there was a point at which a lot of people were sort of minimizing the seriousness of this thing. Because we ran some of this stuff in our paper, uh, so I remember it rather well. Uh, But I was just Googling around real quick, and I come up with a website from Pittsburgh, something called Trib Live. It's just a news story from January 23rd saying health officials say Pennsylvanians have little to fear from a deadly respiratory illness spreading across Southeast Asia. For the general public, there is nothing really to worry about, says Dr. Amesh Adwaja, senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, hmm. uh, et cetera. Point. Uh, there was a time when there was more poo-pooing of this going on than alarms being raised. And it, it's kind of amazing to me how how many iterations our memories of how all this have unfolded uh, have changed. So just uh, yeah. a, a reminder for everybody. Excellent. Yep. How about now, Biden? As to Biden, yeah, uh, he's in a very difficult spot where suddenly, as we were talking about, Trump has been given this gigantic bully pulpit, you know, to be presidential. And, you know, to some eyes, he, he doesn't make the best use of it. But it, it, at the same time, it, it's potent and it does seem to be uh, working for him. I have been surprised that Biden has not found ways to make himself more visible in this time. <clears throat> I think that he would certainly be welcome on plenty of you know, television appearances and so on. But for some reason, uh, that's not happening. And I've got to believe it's some kind of decision on their part. Uh, and I'm not sure it's a good decision. I think he, he, for his sake... He needs to, to be more visible, you know, not to be seeming to undermine uh, the, the federal government's attempt to combat this thing. And that makes it a, a delicate dance. But to be looking presidential himself, uh, to be reassuring, uh, to be calm and capable, that, that whole uh, uh, appearance, he really needs to reinforce it. And as you say, uh, he's uh, seen anything but that. No. Yeah, that's the thing, John, as you jump in, I've watched him two or three times the last three, four days when he has appeared. And I, th- I think if you're objective, you're coming away from that, that, that interview saying this did not help him as uh, a, an authoritarian figure. And I know the senator, the, the former senator, the former vice president has decades and decades of experience, but this is about the here and now. And I, I personally just don't see the path where he continues to benefit his candidacy without just uh, mistakes by the president. I concur that he has got to get out there and he's got to talk to the American people more directly, but not from his home and not from campaign videos, but to communicate via the media. And he certainly can bring a message and one of experience and one of perhaps an alternative on how his administration would approach such a grave crisis. But I think that in if you look at the momentum Vice President Biden had, it was remarkably quick, a coalescing of the party, mostly moderates, around him. And it often 
was other prominent politicians speaking on his behalf that seemed to be the most effective part of that campaign. James Clyburn, most famously in South Carolina, but Senator Klobuchar here, Mayor Buttigieg from Indiana, others coming around to him. And remarkable moment has has paused at this point in that it now may be a month or two before the next primary or caucus. They may all end up towards the very end of the official primary season. And while it's still highly likely that he's going to be the nominee because if it had been leading that way, he has more delegates at this point, it could be a point where people give pause and reconsider and either look towards Senator Sanders um, and, you know, potentially going to a brokered convention. If you asked a whole lot of insider Democrats right now, the person they're pining for to be at the top of the ticket, of course, is Governor Cuomo of New York, who has had that bully pulpit that President Trump has had by almost every measure, Republicans included. He has an 87 percent approval rate in his state, and he has managed this despite the extraordinary high toll in New York. He's managed this as well as he possibly could, and people have a whole lot of confidence in him. And yet, you know, of course, he's not a presidential candidate at this point. Vice President Biden will get a chance to, you know, be in the debates with President Trump if he indeed is the candidate. That will might be his moment. We may have a much more compact electoral season. And who knows, that may end up helping Joe Biden, because as we all know, he's very gaff prone. So yep. perhaps less exposure may eventually help him as well. But uh, I got to jump this is in the campaign John, like no club. other. Yep. I got to jump in. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it so much. Playing politics, Star Tribune and WCCO Radio.